Let's count it down. Three, one, two, two one, three. Perfect. We'll figure it out. You would think after 85 episodes we'd get that down. Luke Face, kick it off. What's going on, Chimble Boys and Chimble Girls? This is your friend Luke the Ding Dong DJ with another great episode of your favorite podcast, One Two Review. I'm here with my buddies Brandon and Alex. Say hello, boys. Hey, what's up? I'm Alex. Hey, what's up? I'm Brandon. One Two Review is a little podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give these movies one point if we didn't like them. We give them two points if we did. We go until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. All right, well, kick the intro. Brandon. One. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. This week we're doing a little bit different. We're not going to review just movies. We've got a, a call-in that we're going to review, what they wanted us to review. We're going to be uh, reviewing a board game. We've also got a movie for you. And uh, we've also got an interesting scorekeeper that we've always wanted to do. We've never really found a way to work it in, but we're going to do that today. It's uh, 20 of the worst babies. So we had uh, two weeks ago, we had our callers write in some of the worst babies in the world. And uh, we're going to be telling you all about them. But first, folks, we're here to review stuff, and let's get started with that. That's right, Alex. We are reviewing a movie. The first one up is actually a movie. It's not a new movie. It's a movie that came out in 1984. We're all excited to talk about it. It's one of our favorites. The movie, of course. Of course, it's Monkey B as Monkey is. 1985 flick by Yoshi Manokatsu. Um, it's a little Japanese horror film about an ancient simian demon that has the ability to kill a person and sort of invade their body. Uh, Brandon, Alex, did you guys have a chance to see this? And if you did, what are your first impressions on Monkey B as Monkey is? Um, I love this movie. Super campy. It's right up my alley. My kind of horror film. Um, I enjoyed the makeup and the special effects in it. There is the use of live monkeys, which I'm sure we're going to have to get into a little bit because there's definitely a lot to talk about there. But overall, it's a horror movie, and if I replace my feelings for the actual animals used in the film, I think it's a great flick. Different. Yeah, times. I like a horror movie that focuses on a story that we've grown to know, you know, a body snatcher and the fear of uh, being possessed. It takes a different spin on it. You know what? To be honest, a lot of a lot of the treatment the family gets from the monkey daughter is pretty tame to compared to uh, how I was treated by my sister. We we went at it, man. My sister pulled my hair. My sister put sap in my pajama drawer. She and see, here's me. the funny thing: is because you know the girl, like you said, is pretty bad in this when she when she is turned into a monkey and. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some funny explanation in it when all of a sudden your sister is acting bratty. If you've seen this movie, you can be like, oh, no, is she, is she a monkey or whatever, you know? It's like a fun little tease on, like, when some people kind of go off the rails sometimes. It's probably inspired by true events. I mean, we all have those. Yeah. Well, we should explain maybe a little bit our main character, Tori. Is so so what happens is these demons will kill you, and then they take over your body as, as like a monkey spirit. Uh, but Tori, because of his grandfather, I think it's his grandfather's curse or something, Tori's able to see these people as monkeys, whereas most people just see them as the people still. Um, so he's able to see it. And he, that's where, again, the monkeys are dressed in costumes. The monkeys are, you know, they're pretending to be lawyers and principals at the school and stuff. And so there's a lot they're still of... very animalistic. Very animalistic, for sure. Yeah. 
I did like the special effect technique where it was like almost like hand-drawn animation for the monkeys' mouths. Yeah, so it's real apes, and then, yeah, there's this weird little cartoonish, almost CG, early kind of, but it looks early. pretty good. I really liked it. It was a, it was kind of kitsch, yeah. yeah. But also, strangely, uh, you know, low-key intense and kind of frightening David Lynch almost. Yeah, very uncomfortable. This film, and I think that's, you know, Yoshi is known for this kind of stuff. Yeah, he, he throws in some some weird stuff in uh as far as his filmmaking techniques i want to get into as far as feeling uncomfortable i want to get into sort of how they treated the monkeys Mm -hmm. in um, the actual scenes where they needed to use real monkeys yeah which is quite a few actually uh so doing a little bit of research on this film they had 15 uh uh, monkey actors in this film when they started when they, when started, they started, and two, they lost two. And so this is one of the few films that was actually made before that was even an issue. And so this is a film that is, it's hard to get. You can only find it on Tingler because it's pretty much banned in the United States and you need to stream it through a Swiss streaming service. It's kind of similar to Cannibal Holocaust in that sense. Like yeah, exactly. It was banned, hard to find, you know. So that said, this... And for a good reason. You know, they, they did lose two monkeys. I, I will go ahead and sort of put users' minds at ease. Um, one of the monkeys was actually just picked up by a bigger studio. So when they say they lost a monkey, one of them sure. just went on to bigger, better things. However, sure. one of the other monkeys did... He was crushed. Was, yeah, was, was crushed. But they used the shot right before... They cut before in the shot, but they used that shot. And that's what's fucked up in that scene is they use the actual shot, so it's like the actual last minutes of that monkey's life. But I don't know. Yeah, this movie's got... With the, and, but do you guys know about the curse, or like the quote-unquote curse? That so, so because of all this, the producer of the film, his grandfather died as soon as the film was released. That opening night, his grandfather died, and, and that guy's kind of gone crazy. And so people say that this film is actually cursed. You know, I don't believe that, but like, it's still... That's why we're reviewing this. That's cool, this, though. This movie's got well, I'd buy it if it was it. like a... Yeah, I would totally buy it if it was a bootleg, you know, VHS that I came across. Someone told me it was cursed. I watched yeah. it. I'd probably uh-huh, be spooked uh-huh. out. But now that I could stream it on Tingler, I, I definitely don't think it's cursed. Sure, well, I agree. I, I, I agree, mean, but they, I definitely a lot of people close to him will will attest to the fact that he actually was cursed. He had a medical condition, you know, that a lot of Japanese people they joke about it. They call it monkey butt, but it's actually like an extremely itchy butt. Um, and then he also developed Painful red rash. The, like, yeah, exactly. He was hospitalized for it, so it's really no laughing matter. And then he also had like this strange addiction, almost to um, to fruit with uh, with peels, like uh, mangoes, bananas, that kind of thing. And uh, he he eats them voraciously when he gets like these cravings, and it only comes around every few years. And it seems to like these incidents arise in, you know, re-releases of the movie or if it like gets mixed back into press, some sort of psychological trigger leads to like a medical one for him. Exactly. Because I was going to say, I read an article exactly about that whole thing and they were saying whether it's cursed or whether he has believed the pressure put on him by, you know, the animal rights people, like all that stuff compiled onto him and he created the curse for himself. Either way, this movie has meat behind it. It's an iceberg. Like, the film itself is interesting, but the story beneath it is way more fascinating to me. 
And you know, for to to make amends, you know, just so just so people know, he's done he's done a lot of great things for Tons animal rights stuff. in Japan. He's done a lot of great things for charities and zoos and and protecting um, not only monkeys but you know rhinos, other rare big time rare rhinos. animals. And and it doesn't seem to help the curse. You know, it seems like he's doomed to have that for life. Yeah. Are you guys ready to rate this film? Yeah. Let's let's wrap it up. I, I gotta give this film two points as. As a piece of art, as dark as it is, it has created so much trickle down and thought, and I think that's what art's supposed to do. So, for better or worse, and I feel terrible about that ape, um, and and th- and not only the one that was killed, but the ones that were in it that that survived were also just you know humiliated, constantly humiliated on set and yeah, underfed, and and so it's. This movie is terrible, but I think it's there's something to it that's important. So yeah, two points for me. Um, yeah, that's unfortunately to make one of these movies in 1985, you had to break some eggs. Uh, luckily, CGI and, and modern filmmaking techniques allow us to shy away from that. But this movie, as a whole, as a piece of art, as you're saying. Um, does come together in a lot of great ways. It is exciting and captivating. But for me, the animal abuse and um, the just the, the sheer animal torture gets, gets at one point for me. Yeah, I definitely see where you guys are coming from. It's hard for me to put a number on this. Absolutely, because there's two sides of the coin. As a piece of mysterious, ambiguous frightening and fascinating piece of media uh it's also you know a terrible recollection and uh, permanent you know reminder of how terrible we treat animals mm-hmm. ultimately i'm gonna have to give it a one point though mm-hmm. excellent well that is four oh, points yes. for monkey be as monkey is 1985 film uh check it out hard to find stream it on tingler uh oh, guys! Someone's in trouble, Wubble, because it is time to do our scorekeeper, and this is the top twenty worst babies. So a couple weeks ago, we had you all write in and tell us about the worst Wawa bad bad babies mm. that you know about, and so we're going to be giving them to you right now. You guys ready for this? You excited? I'm kind of excited. Let's out these babies. See, Brandon's been against this one. He hasn't. I'm really... a little hesitant. I don't want to call these babies out. I think babies can change. I know, but I think that's the I point. don't want to it's... brand these babies as the worst for their entire lives. I mean, think about this. This podcast is going on the internet. Sure. Someone's going to search these baby names. Transcription's going to come up, and it's going to be labeled worst baby. Here's the thing. You don't think you can be held accountable for the things that you've done in your life. I feel like these babies are doing... I mean, we'll see. Some of these babies are bad for different reasons. Well, here's and the, spoiler yeah. alert, some, they're not all exactly babies either, Brandon. So Okay, well, let's just get to it. So we, we, Yeah, thank you for sending in all the letters and postcards. We really appreciate it. We probably got hundreds. Did you already say uh-huh. that? We got hundreds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's we got it. hundreds of these babies in here. So uh, let's just read them. So I got two here. I'm going to read you two of these bad babies. First one here is Xander Fry. He's a two years old. Apparently his parents are pretty cool, Beth Fry and Kendall Fry. But apparently he's a bad egg. Xander here likes to get into a lot of trouble. He makes lots of messes and he doesn't eat any of his veggies. 
and half the time he won't even eat his spaghetti. But just, he's just a mess. A kid. Second baby here I've got is Jillian Thamo. She's two days old and she has not stopped crying. So Ugh, that baby's the they're worst. Her, they're calling her Cry Cry Baby. So come on, that Jillian. is actually changing my mind. That sounds like a terrible baby. Exactly. Two days. Apparently, apparently, most babies cry for you know, maybe twelve hours, but for two days straight. So Jillian, get your get your crap together and grow up. They tried everything too. It's pretty annoying, but once again, two days. She hasn't even learned anything yet. She probably hasn't even learned how to stop crying. It's not. That's not what we're judging here. These are. It's still bad. All right. All right. What do you got? Brandon, what I'll do you got I'll pull one out here. Uh, this says... Megan Krause. She is only nine hours old, and she just keeps sleeping. Ugh. I don't know if that justifies worse. Maybe nine hours in... Um, how do the parents justify her? This I don't being know. Worse? Well, she's got to get up to eat. Right. I'm sure I guess nine hours, you really want to interact with your sleeping. baby. It's new. I think that's it. I think it's like a present that you want to open up and play with. And if the present's just sleeping, I think it's annoying. So that's probably just because she's annoying, but it's still pretty bad. You know, like when you get a new game console for Christmas and you get all excited to like plug it in, play a game, but every game has updates. Exactly. So this is like a baby that's downloading. Yeah, still downloading the baby. Yeah. So that's annoying. So I don't. Yeah, I mean you're right. It's not necessarily a bad baby, but it's definitely an annoying baby. It's not a top baby. Anyway, Luke, you got a baby. That's my one. Well, I mean you guys are all guilty of encouraging this baby's bad behavior. Number twenty-six, the Snapchat baby. Oh, baby Barbie. That's Snapchat the meme. Baby Barbie, the meme child. Yes, the yeah. meme <laughs> child deluxe with over one point two million bad. followers. She runs her own Snapchat channel, and I hear she's a nightmare to try to get some Grubhub to. Yep. She, Ugh, you know what? Her Grubhub baby. rating is 12%. Ugh. Terrible baby. Just such an exploited baby, too. Like, I think that, I don't think her mom probably wrote this in. I have a feeling this was just someone, a concerned citizen. Because you it's know a bad I baby her, for America. Her mom is just trying to get some hits off of one, two review users. Oh, that could be true, too. She's Most a Most of our man. users already subscribe to her Insta anyway, so... Ugh. Ugh. Please unsubscribe to Baby Barbie. Little Snapchat princess. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alright. Excellent work, guys. Those are four of the worst babies. The worst current babies. Running babies right now. I okay. need a palate cleanser. I need an advertisement. Let's run that sponsor. Here it comes. This episode of One to Review is proudly brought to you by SheepTrader.com. Merinos, Dorset Horns, Dorpers, Hampshires, we got them all. Trade sheep without the hassle of a livestock commissioner, avoid the county clerk's office, and get your sheep trading done fast. SheepTrader.com is a legal way to move sheep at your own speed. Get your sheep done easily with SheepTrader.com. Hey guys, uh, Sheep Trader, that's kind of big now, right? Sheep trading? It's huge! My parents are pushing sheep now. It's easier than stocks, apparently. 
Sheep Trader does the delivery of the sheeps and everything. It's like Uber almost. I think it's a fad. No, I think this is a reemergence of using that natural wool as a fiber and eating sheep meat. You know, Americans have been scared of that sheep meat for a long time, and I think it's time to 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 tuck in to a little lamb and veal. Have you guys tried sheep yet? No. Ugh, no. Yuck. Yeah, me neither. Not ready. Okay, what else are we going to talk about this week? I'm so excited because we're actually going to talk about a board game. I love games. This week we're talking about a little board game that we all got to play last time we hung out. You can watch the video if you go to our YouTube page. It's called I'll Cut Your Eyes Out. This is a fun, interactive, uh, prop-based kind of game. Um, I don't. I actually don't want to like spoil how we play it. I just kind of want to hear what you guys want to th- talk about it. Uh, I uh, I like this game. This game is pretty uncomfortable, though. You cannot play this game with everyone. You can only kind of play this with your twisted friends that you play Cards Against Humanity with and those kind of people, I think. Yeah, I tried to play this game, p- play a couple pickup rounds with my Aunt Donna, and she she saw what this game was all about, and she walked out of the room. All right, so let's introduce what it's all about. So you have your five props, right? Uh-huh. You have your screwdriver. You got your broken glass. You got your pencil. Syringe. Uh-huh. Cat's Some claw. sort of, like, cat's claw. Yeah. Ugh, ugh the cat's claw. <laughs> so... You're rolling a dice, and you're basically competing against a, a wheel that you also spin to see what number you kind of have to get a higher score than. And if you don't get it, you uh, use this prop on uh, an opponent that is determined by a separate card that you pull earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, you get to take an eye out. If you have a successful hit, they put on an eye patch, and for the rest of the game, they only get to look, see one eye, mm-hmm. and eventually they're blind. And then once you're blind, you lose. You're out yeah. of the game. And you literally, in this game, when you lose an eye, you put on an eye patch. So you actually cover up one of your eyes when you lose an eye. When you lose your second one, you put on another eye patch. There's enough eye patches for six players. There's 12 eye patches. Uh-huh. And you can, even if you're, the cool thing about this, I like that even when you are blind, you can't win, but you still get to try to scratch or claw or poke other people's eyes out, which is pretty good. You can kind of fumble around yeah, it's in the really dark fun. and try to get people. So you like, you can't target anymore, but you do random kind of swipes and uh, then you roll another die to see which, which player it hits. Yeah, you get, you get random, you get random rolls. It's very hard, but um, Alex actually was blind for four rounds. The game was going on and on. And Oof. he actually came around and took out the last player, and nobody won. It was like a tied loss. Yep. I tied. I got you with the cat's claw. That thing, the prop is the props are disgusting. Can we say that? And pretty they're sharp. Disgusting. Really, I think a dangerous idea to have the. I mean, they're plastic. They're all plastic. The cat's eye, the screwdriver, all that stuff. But they're sharp. And if you fell while you were fucking around with this game, while you were drunk with your friends, you could easily hurt yourself pretty bad. I think. Well, Alex, we, I mean, we played with my set and we actually lost the original piece of broken glass and we just used, we just replaced it with some broken glass that I had around. So the the original broken glass was still kind of sketchy, but not as bad as the one that I threw It's pretty sharp. It didn't drop blood, but I definitely like, I I definitely left a mark on myself. I I do prefer, I do prefer the smaller screwdriver that it comes with though to an actual screwdriver i find myself actually using the prop screwdriver so for like tiny things it's kind of nice yeah guys 
this don't be don't don't play games like Brandon. Respect your play pieces. Keep them in the box. Don't do that. Brandon, an extra screwdriver is like a dollar twenty-five on Amazon. You just told me you replaced your broken glass. Yeah, but I'm saying like we lost it. We're not going. We're not dipping in the Monopoly box to go mm-hmm. play street dice. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, can we talk? Do you guys want to talk about the expansion? Yeah, yeah. The BB gun. So the the cool little ex- what? The BB gun. The BB gun. Yeah, the BB gun is added, but then yeah, and then the whole you can cut out a tongue aspect is pretty disgusting as well. I didn't play the tongue one. So well, the, yeah, we we got that one because so the game is a lot about communication, right? Especially when someone's blind, there's ways that you can defend each other and stuff. So it's a lot about communication. But in the expansion, you can cut their tongue out, and then they can't talk. There's a little gag that you put in your mouth, and so that cuts the communication down. Yeah, then adds people, the BB gun. Then people don't really know if you're bluffing or not. Exactly. Um, yeah, I played the BB gun expansion. That one's kind of fun, where you actually shoot the Nerf gun, but. And the, the expansion sort of comes with, like, it, this expansion is even darker than the original, and it adds sort of, like, this crime torture aspect yes. to it. It's like this Russian mob sort of vibe, um, which I yes. thought was was really exciting. Ugh. But there's that gross, the coma baby, that you guys have to keep alive as a team. So it adds this element where you guys have to keep this dying baby? They don't really explain why... But you have to keep it alive as you guys are trying to cut each other's eyes out. The whole thing is quite perverse. You feel really bad. But you know what? The the best strategy is actually just to let the coma baby die. And that's not really a spoiler. A lot of people already know that on the forums. That's like one of the first things you learn about the expansion is just... I don't know, but you lose any bonus points. And so, yeah, your team doesn't lose anything, but like an individual will lose a chance to kind of get ahead. Yeah, and the and baby trust will me, double anything that you get. If you're on a, if you're playing this game with a date, you'll lose all your bonus points with them. Sure. Yeah, this game is gross. You look it's like a gross. monster. Definitely. Uh, you guys ready to rate it? I'll cut your eyes out. Yeah. Uh, I got to give this two points. It's it's disgusting, but it is. I'm glad it exists. It's it's a piece of art. Two points. This was a challenging game. You know what? For it being such a uh, macabre and gnarly premise, there's actually depth of play to this that goes well beyond like a few rounds, you know? The expansion pack adds a lot of playability and replayability, and the play pieces are really well put together and realistic, too, of course. I'll Cut Your Eyes Out gets two points from me. Uh, yeah, a surprising amount of strategy for a fun game that I think is equally a friend maker as it is a friend ender in some circumstances. Uh, yeah, definitely two points. Uh, play this one. Pick it up. Play it or I'll cut your eyes out. Oh, that's six, six points for I'll cut your eyes out. And guys, let's tell them about six more of the worst babies. The All worst right. babies. I've got two that you guys probably these are um, these are more like internet babies. This is Clam Baby Five Thousand from Facebook. Ugh. Uh, a lot of people 
a lot of there's a lot of controversy about whether or not this is a real baby or one of those fake science experiments. Um, but Clam Baby Five Thousand is like this digital, supposed digital Russian baby that was an experiment with um, by applying clam DNA to a human egg, and a lot of fail, it failed experiments. And it's called Clam Baby Five Thousand because it communicates through this iPad. Apparently, I mean, there's a lot of convincing footage, but just the fact that this thing is so controversial and it's so disgusting, it's definitely mm-hmm. one of the worst babies. If it's oh, worst, I'm sure you guys saw the hashtag unfollow cb5 because that was just like trending on twitter that's all about that because there's been like people trying to do it at home and that there's some fucked up shit that happens yeah no but the reason why that became so big is meryl streep at the goddamn oscars she was the one that was pushing that in her speech her acceptance speech she was talking and she had that pin on too hashtags um ban baby 5000 unfollow yeah unfollow right hashtag cb unfollow um, and then for my second point, um, Baby Vegas, uh, you know, the son of a sort of well-known Vegas tycoon, he, this baby can is actually legally allowed in Nevada to play casino games. Um, here's the thing, though. Baby Vegas never loses. When Baby Vegas, you know, rolls snake eyes, he just starts crying, and they just get to scoop him away. He's cost casinos millions in winnings um, that they otherwise, you know, would have had to collect from the player. But Baby Vegas doesn't have to pay up. Very upsetting. He's the, the worst. He's literally the worst. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about baby Liam, Oliver, and Owen, the Donovan triplets. They're one and a half years old, and they apparently are the messiest little boys that anyone has ever seen. They leave their goddamn toys all over the place. They don't put them away. And, and they say, yeah, they're only one and a half years old, but they say that these boys push each other to leave toys out. They, they encourage each other to do it. And that they're just a terrible little trio of boys. Yeah, this so is kind of an interesting one because, they, like you're saying, it's the combination of the two. Because when you get them apart, they don't act like this. Uh, exactly, and that's the problem. So that's why they're on here together. Liam, Donovan, Oliver Donovan, Owen Donovan, singularly, are not the worst babies. But when you put them together, those Donovan triplets are one of the 20 worst babies. Uh, the next one I want to talk about a little bit is Caleb Baby Williams. He's a jazz hack from 1954, apparently stole tons of music from John Coltrane, tried to pass it off as his own for a long time. He was eventually banned from New Orleans, as well as Philadelphia, outlawed from those towns. So Gavin Baby Williams, definitely one of the worst babies. Yeah, he ended up having to play jazz in Denver. Ugh. That's a hell. Uh, Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm definitely getting more heated up the more I hear about some of these babies uh, now that I realize that they're not actual, like, literal babies all the time. And I'm starting to realize I really don't like babies as well. So I'm glad we did this. Uh, Check this one out, guys. Jackson Simmons, 34 years old. Mm -hmm. He's an adult baby, and it just has quotations that says into it. Ugh. Ugh. I don't even know what that means. I mean, no judgment on that, but still. Whoa. Uh, Also, this one. This one cranked my heater up to a boil almost. It's 
it just says grace there's actually no text but here's the thing the picture of grace is so terrible oh a terrible looking baby i mean yeah not terrible looking she looks cute but you can tell can you make that. that the cover of the episode alex yeah oh definitely and how is she driving that escalade They've got I mean, uh, the, they've got her in that lap, but who? I mean, he's on his phone, and she's know, holding the steering wheel. What? It's aggravating. It's aggravating. Yeah. Is, is that both yours? Yeah, it's both yours. Oh, those are some bad babies. Thank bad you, babies. Good sponsors. Thank you guys for shining some light onto this for me. I always thought babies were pretty cute. Well, oh, Brandon, we were babies. all babies once, you know. Apparently, it's a pretty good baby, I heard. Not like these bad babies. I was a smooth baby. I was a real hyper kid. I feel bad for my parents. Anytime I see a video of me as a kid, I was real crazy. Uh, hey, let's kick it to a sponsor while we contemplate our childhoods. Right. Let's look deeper inward as you guys listen to a sponsor. Here it comes. CheapSwap.com. Tired of lines at the county clerk's office? What about the burden of doing paperwork for a livestock commissioner that doesn't even know what he's doing? CheapSwap.com offers a convenient, simple way to trade sheep at your own pace. Shropshires, Lincolns, South Dips, and Suffolks. We've got sheep, and you can swap them however and whenever you want. CheapSwap.com. All right, guys. So this week we got a, I think it's a product review or something like that from Corey. We'll go ahead and give that a listen. All right, let's roll that tape. Here it comes. Hey, it's Corey again. Uh, so I, I want you to review this because I know you do products too, but it's not really products, so I don't know if you will review this. But I want you to review my cat. My cat's name is Mr. Boy. Um, and he's adorable. And I've posted some pictures of him on Instagram. So, you know, obviously you don't, haven't seen him in person. So that would be like the next best thing. Um, you know, happy to send you any other information you need about him. Um, he's a gray cat. He's about, he's almost two years old. He has a sister named Schnicky. And, um, you know, and, and he's a, you know, he's a, he's a very particular little Mr. Boy. You know, he's got his little personality. And uh, I think you'd really love him. So I can't wait to hear what you say. Thanks, bye. Okay, so, uh, Corey, thank you for leaving that message. Boy, guys, I feel like Corey could go on and on about his cat. Um, I feel like I could go on and on about his cat. Okay. Mr. Boy certainly is cute. Let's get that out of the way He's first very and cute foremost. Cat. Very cute, sophisticated looking. Mm-hmm. Gray cat. Yeah. And quite the online presence. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm feeling like that's where it stops though. This cat seems to be one dimensional. This cat isn't dynamic. This cat doesn't have an attitude that, you know, shifts throughout the different times of day. Uh, what's going on here? I mean, Mr. Boy is sort of, 
Uh, I get it. It's one of these tongue-in-cheek names that you give your cat because you want it to have like this persona. But what is this persona? I'm not. I'm not coming in so strong. You know, I'm really just You're sort of playing. I'm. I'm. I want to play devil's advocate because I want to give this the full treatment. I don't want to just say, "Oh, it's cute." Two points. Yeah. You know. All right. I hear you. I, I definitely you. agree. I feel like with a pet Instagram. Okay, let's look at it like a Miss Universe or something. Well, let's contest. be fair. It's not. It's not a fully pet one. It is his Instagram. It's just mostly pictures of the cat. True. You know. True. So let's say that it's you know. So let's not clump this cat because that would be, I guess, against Luke's point. If this cat was attempting to be a celebrity, but I don't feel like this cat is necessarily trying to be that. Does this cat have the star power? I don't know I don't if the cat's so. trying to, but that's so. an important question to ask, you know? I mean, whether or not the cat is clawing at the limelight, you know, here's my exactly. thing. Like, okay, let's not. put it From on what stage, I can tell, center stage, see what it can do. I don't think so. I think this is a performer that wants to, like, if we're liking it to a performer, it's someone that wants to perform at small clubs and bars and isn't seeking fame, I feel. But I don't know. That's my read. So this cat isn't center stage on the mic. This cat is sort of on the bass or maybe, you know, hitting a bongo. I'm or on like board you with said, that. Maybe I think Corey is just really pushing this cat. I don't think the cat has any ambition to, for that. I mean, the phone the phone message know. was, honestly, he was gushing about this cat. And I, I think he was exactly. really trying to sell us a bill of goods here. Um, exactly. So I think it's in the owner, not in the cat itself. Any any sort of hesitation you feel. Yeah. I think you should look at you know the impact on the owner's uh, ego because when you look at the rest of his photos, they only get like two or three likes, but the photos yeah, of the cat's cat got hundreds. Very big. Very I mean, big. it's clear. It's clear on the Instagram. It's clear in the message. This is an extension of the owner's identity, you know, and so that's. That's a that's a beautiful thing. You know, I can relate with that. Brandon, you have a cat. You put your cat all over the internet, you know, whoring it out, trying to get likes for your personal Instagram, you know, based on 100%, what your cat, yeah. how your cat is performing, you know. I think my cat's really cute, naturally. So, yeah, I do take uh, photographs of him. Now, here's, here's what I wanted to ask you is how do you think Mr. Boy adds up to Cheeks? There you go. That's a good question. How do you think they, I mean, head to head, you had you have to throw down. You have to say, okay, head to head, one cat dies, you know? Oof. Well, Who's getting eliminated? Live, obviously. Here's the thing, though. Oof. You know, yeah. Cheeks is this my is Mr. Listener, Boy. Brandon. I know, but Cheeks is my Mr. Boy, as Corey's Mr. Boy is Cheeks, you know? Yeah, that's true. Corey would kill your Cheeks. Well, if I'm Corey, I'm saying Cheeks is my Mr. Boy, too. If that makes any... If you guys can follow that. I think mm-hmm. I think I can't decide for them. I think you just need to put them in, like, a room together and see what happens. I mean, if I had to make a prediction, I would say Mr. Boy would, you know, kindly defer to, Miss, to Cheeks' prowess and, you know, magnanimous... Of, uh, essence aura we gotta say these are two different kinds of cats though they're, i think they're different categories this is an la this is a gray la cat and then we've got a new york sub basement tabby you know a scottish fold yeah definitely and i think the main difference is you know with cheeks he was born a star you know he came out wanting to be photographed you know mm-hmm. it's not even something i want to do he you know makes sure I do it every day. He's asking day. for it. 
So I think that's the real difference is Cheeks wants to. And as we've all discovered that uh, maybe Mr. Boy doesn't want to as much. It's mo- mostly his owners same. pulling the puppet strings here. Exactly. I feel a bit of a Jackson, a Michael Jackson, a Jackson 5 kind of situation here where we got Mr. Boy who is, uh, he is cute. He could be a star. And I feel like he's got a dad that's really pushing him a little hard. And the result might be a star, but that star will crack at some point, and you know we'll get into drugs or whatever, and it's just not a good path. So, I mean, that's this, where I am. this cat, like you're saying, this cat does sound like it's doped up, and you know I'm wishing the best mm-hmm. for it. I'm hoping it gets into some kind of treatment. Um, He's getting lots, but of it's catnip. not looking you good can right see now. See in the fucking photos how much catnip this cat's on. Yeah, Rolling and that's stuff. that's all fun and games until the catnip runs out. And that cat, yeah, your cat sobers up from some sort of you know binge like that, some bender. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, yeah, some dark water for a long time there. It doesn't clear up for. You're going to need extra extra litter boxes once that cat cleans up. You know. Yeah. Well, you guys ready to rate Mister Boy? Sure. It's the first time we've rated a living creature, by the way. Fun fact. Thanks, Corey. Uh. It's a tough one. I'm worried about encouraging this habit and this behavior. Anyone want to start? Yeah, here's here's my thing, okay? Um, we're talking about star power. We're talking about marketability. I'm starting to realize that maybe Corey is the one that's getting the charge. But if you got down on your knee and you asked Mr. Boy what he really wants out of life, it's not all the fanfare. It's not all the attention. I think um, this is a good house cat. This is probably a very soft cat and a pleasant cat with minimal shedding, um, judging from its coat. So... I think taking that all into consideration, this is a two-point cap. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I have to just ignore the ideas around this cat and judge the cat for what it is, and that is a beautiful feline, and that's two points for Mr. Boy. Wow, interesting takes on that review. Ultimately, I have to give this one point. I don't feel like Corey should have us rate living things. It puts me in an awkward position. I know we'll say we'll rate anything, and we did do it, but I would just appreciate if in the future we could just review inanimate things. Brandon, let me ask you one quick question. Is your cat in the room right now? Negative. So Brandon's giving that one point without even the pressure of his cat, you know? So. It's real, you know? I feel like a cat can real. just be a cat and be himself and have fun in the house. If he doesn't have a desire to be on social media, you know, you should get his consent and have him be on board. Okay. Well, what's done is done. That's five points for Mr. Boy. We didn't even get into his sister. Sneaky princess. Sneaky. Um, that's five points. So speaking of sneaky princess, we got some sneaky babies that we want to... Some terrible babies out that there. That we want to unearth here. All right. I got two babies I want to talk about. First baby is the new baby opossum. The San Diego Zoo. Little baby Raleigh. Cute little cute. creature there. Yeah, very cute. You would think until it bit Henry Zeal, the veterinarian at the zoo. He had to get four stitches. He's still hospitalized from the infection, too. Apparently, yeah, I got infected because this baby possum doesn't clean herself up. You know, it's a wild animal, of course. Doesn't belong, you know, in captivity. So maybe we forced it upon it. But either way, little baby Raleigh, that's a bad baby. Bad baby oh. possum. Wow, that angers me. 
And the next baby here, this is another write-in. This is from Corrales, New Mexico. This is, says, our baby, baby Brandon. It says, baby Brandon used to be wild and crazy all the time and loud. Uh-huh. And ah. it says, yeah, it says there's video proof it, of it, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it says right here, this is from Brandon. It looks like it's from your parents. Apparently, you were a bad baby. That makes me mad. I was a bad baby. But I don't want to be called out about it on my own no. show. Apparently, you're one of the worst Don't smash babies. your keyboard about it. Little wah-wah baby, it says. Yeah. Ugh, bad behavior, Brandon. I only have one point. i got to get it out right now because I just found out Bill Gates is a secret baby, and I am so pissed. I hate babies. Man. Bill Gates... Bill Gates is a secret baby. This whole oh time, guys, he's been a baby. Oh, my God. Um, that's shocking. Not as shocking as um, Chinese baby, Shan Xiao, a four-month-old, and has not even started its um, precursory schooling. Hasn't even started their work with language and Oof. mathematics. And that doesn't sound bad if you're an American listener. Yeah, you, America, listener, you, you give them time, but... That is a slow baby and not for not for you know being an actual slow baby this baby has the the mental capacity just doesn't have the will and it's constantly getting out of its crib doing god knows what you got another baby for us alex no i did my two Mm. um <clears throat> Big, we need bonus babies. You know, I, I did hearken to a little spoiled baby, Baby Vegas. We got another spoiled baby with Big Samir Jr. from Dubai. Oh, I saw that baby. He's huge. Big fat baby. <laughs> this baby is overfed, overweight, and uh, overdue on his bills for his Maserati Hamburgati that he drives around Dubai without a license or without being old enough. You know, he came... Yeah, he, he ran over some tourist's hand. Twelve warrants for his arrest. And a Dubai warrant is no joke. That's imprisonment. That's that's big problems. But, that's big time. That's big time. But, you know, he's, he's son of Big Samir in Dubai, who is a giant property owner, a big real estate magnate. And, um, you know, money talks out there. And your baby walks. Just different cultures. Um, that's five. That's five points. Five babies, guys. And let's go ahead and kick that sponsor so we can get back to some more movie action. Scrambleback exotic jalapenos, fresh onions, aged white cheddar, and smoky bacon. Throw them out. Because your egg breakfast is about to get moon cranked with an all new line of rare and hard to find ingredients with Scramble Box Exotics. Keeping it real, you know what I'm saying? Scramble Box Exotics limited edition breakfast kits come packed with incredible international ingredients that you've never even heard of. Be the first man on your block serving a Peruvian Quake omelet. Oh, you feel it? African Kuntu Benedict. Are you ready? And Norwegian Flotsams. Over easy, over hard. Eat the 
Captain! Every exotic is filled with three hard-to-finders, two unknowables, and one very, very rare ingredient that will only ship in your scramble box. All you need to feed your friends and neighbors some of the hardest-to-find foods in the world is eggs. We'll provide the rest. Use promo code REVIEW and we'll spray your package with the scent glands from one of 13 exotic animals. Supplies are limited, so don't wait and order your scramble box at scrambomb backslash xxotix Wow, do you guys like exotic toppings on your like breakfast items? or? <laughs> I love them. I don't know. I don't do eggs typically, but I am into some exotics on my oatmeal every morning recently i've been getting into putting uh nuts in there that's not that exotic are they like special nuts or no in all honesty i just recently got into oatmeal so oatmeal itself is kind of exotic for me so nuts is like you know the next step i did cinnamon first which was cool so i'd still do that now i'm adding some nuts Ooh, yeah you're just you're just you're in the waiting pool right now you're dipping your tote meal I'm seeing what I like and seeing what I don't like. Dip in your chode mode. Dip in your chode mode. Well, man, you can always try to moon crank it. You know, you can. A lot of people take those scramble box ingredients and toss them in whatever kind of scrote meal they're choding on that morning. Chode deep in oatmeal. Well, whatever you're eating, just make sure you're not one of these worst babies, man. Everyone, get your shit together. Stop being a fucking baby. Uh, I am already one of the worst Reformed, babies. Reformed, so. Brandon. You're better now. Out of that. I hate better babies. It's, it's over for babies for me. I don't think so. I think you've got a lot of babies to pop out of that butt of yours. Yeah. Especially, especially the way your belly's looking after eating all that goat meal. Just kidding. You look good, Brandon. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to spice it up. Brandon does look super fucking ripped these days. I know your pack is like I've been able to successfully do like one on a good day, one and a half push-ups in the morning. So if I just keep this up, I'll be able to like maybe start doing three, and then who Ooh. knows? Sky's the limit. I'll hit five by six months. I imagine I come out in six months. I'm gonna have to to sit on you to keep you from pushing the earth down. Yeah, you're gonna be doing side pull-ups soon. Yeah, you'll be doing one-armers. Baby steps. Baby steps for a bad baby like me. Ooh, how many baby steps can you do? I did some baby stepping around the mall the other day, and I did about 75 to 80. Those are harder than they sound. You've got to concentrate because they're tiny. Yeah, I know the one, two of your users out there are laughing. Oh, baby steps. No, that's actually harder. It's big. Brandon's gross. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, dude, and your crank is looking good, too. Yeah, your dick looks huge. My shaft? Yeah, I've got a pretty hard shaft nowadays. You're getting more twerk when we're... You're getting more turned on when we're doing these. Yeah, it's like a Pringles can I can tell, like, your confidence is coming back as you're reviewing movies, which is cool, because I used to be so shy. Thanks for noticing, guys. I appreciate it, yeah. Uh, All right. Hey, guys, that was an excellent episode. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> All right. We got to thank Rab himself for donating $2 a month to us for the past 3,000 months. Man, he's been the best. He's been following us for a long time. We appreciate that. Rab. Yeah, that's awesome. We man, also want to give a shout out. A mumbled shout out. To... 
That's your one dollar mumbled shout out. We're just gonna simultaneously <laughs> the rest of this <laughs> thing together. You'll get a mumbled shout out and a two people trying to talk at the same time <laughs> shout out if you donate a dollar to us. Thank you so much, friends. Thank you so much. We also have a hotline. You can reach us uh, anytime. Pick up the phone. You can even go to our Instagram. There's a button that says call and it will call the hotline. It's that easy. Tell us about something you want to have reviewed. Uh, in case you don't have Instagram and you don't have that button, you can dial on a normal telephone button. one 399 Give us a call. Voice message. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Giant Squid. Yo, Cruz, Squid Betty Squeegee, Tell My Dad I'm Meatloaf, Villainize, Swift and Vicious, and of course, another from the Cough series, Ch-Ch-Cash! Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks for cashing your chips with us, B.